Hello, family and friends. I'm honored today to have Pastor Mike Basket and his wife, Linda, who I think is the, the sharpest one in the family. Is that right, Linda? <laughs> Mike, hopefully he's nodding, you know. But so good to have you guys with me today. We spent some time in a minister's conference here recently and got a chance to catch up a little bit. And so thankful for you guys coming to be with me today. Thank you for having us. And they have a church in Boonville called Church of the Living Word in Boonville, Indiana. That's right. And so praise God, if you're in that area, please go visit them. And I feel like we've got out-of-staters because Mike is from St. Louis originally and Linda's from Ohio, Maryland, West Virginia, and most of the states. <laughs> Mainly those three, I think. So, Well, praise God. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful for your goodness and mercy. Thank you for this time. Thank you for Mike and Linda. And just speak through them, Father. And thank you for helping us to change lives across this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Mike, we're going to start, I guess, with your testimony, which I know is exciting. So I'm just going to kick it over to you to share kind of how you came to Jesus. Yeah, well, you know, I remember as a young as a young child, my parents, my mother took me to church. Uh, we were raised in, uh, her whole family was raised in the, in the church. And I remember being about 10, 12 years old one day, and I had a question. I said, Mama, what do you have to do to get to heaven? And she said to me, she said, well, son, you know, you, you just be a good person and do good things and live right, live and, and help people, and, and uh, you'll, you'll get to heaven. And I remember just sitting there as a, as a young child thinking to myself, because I knew some of the things I'd done, I thought, there's no chance for me, because I think I've already blown it. Wow. So uh, I kind of, you know, was looking for something, but I didn't know the right questions sometimes or how to take my thoughts and put them into words to ask it the right way. So I just kind of drifted away from the Lord as a, as a young child. But really, I had, I, God's hand was on me the whole time as a, young, as a young child. Looking back now, I didn't know it at that time. Right. But his hand was because uh, I remember even when I went, first went to school, I don't think I shared this with you before, but uh, when we went to grade school, we started it out. Uh, my mom wanted to put me in in the Catholic Church, which if you've grown up in the, anybody out there that's grown up in the Catholic Church, you know how uh, intimidating that can be. Well, at the time uh, we went to sign up to go to enroll me in first grade at the at the church, uh, we went there and the church said, "Well, we're, we're all filled up for this year. You won't be able to get in." And mom was pretty upset about it because she wanted me to go there. And she, they decided, they, her and my dad made a decision to send me to public schools. Mm -hmm. And what was kind of ironic is we went the next day, I think, and, and signed me up for a public school. Well, about four or five days later, uh, our neighbors right behind us uh, was talking to my mom. And, and she, told her mo she told my mom that uh, she took her boy up there and, uh, just the previous day at the Catholic Church and signed him up. And they got him in. Wow. <laughs> so it was kind of like, you know, God, God's intervening to shield me from some of that stuff, the religious stuff. But, you know, I still grew up in the Catholic Church. Uh, we didn't leave that at all. But, uh, you know, as I grew into uh, my teenage years, I really drifted away from, from God because I just I just quit going to church. I didn't, I didn't see any sense of it. We, I remember going and all they would do is read from a basically what they called a missalette. And if you were raised in a Catholic church, you know what I'm talking about. 
And uh, so they would re- have readings from that and just say the same thing over and over again. And I thought, I don't feel anything. I'm not sensing anything. So I just, one day I told mom when I was a, uh, a young teenager, I said, I, I don't want to go to church anymore. And she was okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, kind of left that alone and graduated high school, going to college, living in St. Louis. My parents moved back to Evansville. Uh, they were from, originally from here. I stayed there because all my friends were there uh, mm-hmm. that I went to school with and that. So I didn't really, mm-hmm. and really didn't even know what I was going to do with my life at that time. Um, I struggled having a career dire- you know, direction. I had, uh, I didn't really have a, a counselor or somebody that would speak into my life. And I was, you know, I kept, I guess, basically saying to the Lord, what, what am I going to do? What, mm-hmm. I don't have an interest in anything. Yeah. You know, so I kind of struggled with that. Got a, got me a job working in downtown St. Louis at a at a bank called Mercantile Bank, which at that time was, you know, we're talking back in the late seventies, early eighties, was a fairly large one of the largest banks in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was working kind of like a night shift there, and I would go in and 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 work there and met some really nice people. And one of the ladies that I worked with was a Christian. And you knew she was a Christian. She just, the way she talked, the way she acted, mm-hmm. it was something totally different that I had ever seen in my life because I'd never seen a Christian like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, most Christians that I knew, you know, well, yeah, we went to church. But she talked it. Mm-hmm. She spoke the word. And I remember, I, you know, I didn't understand it at the time, but what was happening is I was coming under conviction. <laughs> When she would talk to me and witness to me, witness to me about the Lord, and, and and there was a couple other people in the in the office there at the time, and she invite you know she'd invite me to church, and ah oh, no I you know I got other things to do, and you know kind of could put kept pushing her off, and then yeah. finally one day you know after so many times she really wasn't pushy at all, but she said well why why, why don't you come just come on down and come to church with me, and, you know. I, I don't know what my mindset was, what was going on, but I believe the Lord was working on me. And he, and he, and he brought me to that time, that place where I said, you know, what have I got to lose? Right. Because <laughs> nothing else in my life is really going real good right now anyway. Right. So sure, I, I'll, go, I'll go to church with you. So we went to church and uh, is in downtown, right? Not, not that far from where I was working at, uh, maybe five or six city blocks okay. from what I can remember. And, it was a Pentecostal church, and the preacher, I can't even tell you what the message was that he preached, but at the end, he had an altar call, and he's, you know, invited people to come down and give their life to the Lord, and, he, and I do remember him saying, if you don't know today, if you were to die today, whether you would go to heaven or not, you need to come down here. Wow. And I mean, just, you know, simple, simple phrase like that, and I was like, well, I, I don't know that for sure at all. Yeah. And he, you know, I went on forward. I came down and at this church, which um, I can't even remember the church, the, the name of it, at the, you know, right now. But I was the I was the only white person there, so you know, I was out of my environment. Which, you know, there was, I guess that was, God had to put me in a place to where I knew that it was Him speaking to me. Wow! So it was kind of a different feeling. And I remember going down there and giving my life to the Lord. And then after after the pastor prayed for me, then he asked me this question. He said, uh, "Would you like to be filled with the Holy Ghost?" And I said, "Well, uh, do I I need that?" 
He said, "Oh yeah, you, <laughs> you, 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 you need it." <laughs> you know, I, I think back and I just look. I can think what's going through his mind. Boy, you need it more than anybody else. <laughs> Here, I'll let you have some of mine. <laughs> but anyway, then, then they started. Then they started praying for me, and uh, and I remember. The elders of the church, they came down, they laid, laid hands on me, and uh, they prayed. It was about 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes, and I started to, to pray in tongues. So after that kind of experience, and me being new, there was just a short time after that, I was in kind of getting homesick for my parents, mm-hmm. and I made the decision to move back to, to Indiana. So guess what happened? Uh, I lost kind of fellowship with the church because of that of that situation, which looking back, I hindered my walk with the Lord, obviously. But see, when you don't have anybody speaking into your life, yeah. guiding you and speaking to you and give, and telling you what the word of God says, you're kind of like a boat out there on the ocean and yeah. you don't have an anchor. You're yeah. just floating everywhere yeah. and you're just going wherever the wind takes you. And Mike, well, let's go ahead, if you would, pray. We're going to get into day two here. Well, there's more to share, I know. But uh, I'm going to go ahead, and if you would, please pray for our listeners. Sure. Well, Father, we just thank you for those that are listening out there. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit as he reaches out and touches people's lives. Father, just ministers to hearts. Father, we just thank you for the harvest. The, the, the harvest is plentiful, is what you said. And we believe that that's, that's true today. It's probably more true today than at any other time in history. Father, we just thank you for the, those souls that are being touched right now in the name of Jesus, that their hearts are being softened and they're, they're being tendered to, to receive the word of God, which is able to save their soul. And we thank you for their souls now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And Pastor Mike, how can they contact your church, please? Well, we're on Facebook at Church of the Living Word in Boonville. And you just it's Church of the Living Word Boonville. And you, t- you type it in that way, and then you can get our phone number. Uh, and our phone number is 812-897-3740. Or they can call me directly at my cell. I'll give you my cell phone. It's 812-202-1848. Praise God. We're looking forward to tomorrow. And, uh, folks, we sure love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.